Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Again, I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, astrological conversations every week with some commentaries during weeks. And you can always find that at Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. But we are a podcast also for those of you that are listening since 2018, April 7th. So we have a wonderful library. And tonight is June 13th. And we have just completed, well, let's see. We've just completed the eclipse on the 10th, that solar eclipse. We're still in the season. We'll talk about that as a subject because our subject today is reforming the new from old. And it's the, it's not actually the subject of it, but that is the um, content because the second Saturn square Uranus will be in effect exactly tomorrow on the 14th. Now, if you're listening to this later, it's all relevant because these energies are vibrational. And actually that square has been occurring all during the year. The first one is February 17th and the last one will be on Christmas Eve for those people that celebrate on the 24th of December. In other words, it's three times always a significant energy when it happens three times. It's once a pow, then a retake, and then another pow, and we're in it all year. So that's what I meant by reforming new from old. It's it's really Saturn, I will say, is authority and mastery, and the shadow side are fears. It's in Aquarius, and Aquarius is elevated consciousness and community. These expand many more, but essentially that's and 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 so Saturn being in Aquarius is an interesting conundrum because traditionally Saturn ruled before we could see Uranus, Saturn ruled both only and always both Capricorn and Aquarius. Now with, since 1781, when Uranus was discovered, that broke the whole system, which is exactly representing what Uranus does. It breaks the system, but it's still a system that we're rebuilding. And so Saturn, in that new breakaway, freedom-oriented sign of Aquarius, is, we are really doing from the old to the new. And it's like a potpourri of just throwing up the confetti and coming up with a new mural or a puzzle or something. But that's what our conversation is about. And we're looking forward to what was, what is with, and we're ready now for the cosmic collaboration. Investigating the deeper archetypal questions related to understanding astrological energetic aspects for growth patterns to unify mind, body, spirit, and emotions, this is your Cosmic Collaboration Panel. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, 
and write abundantly, stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Susie Kerr Wright, astrologer, certified psychic medium, tarot reader, life coach, and Reiki master. I love to bring what I call cosmic common sense to the world through private sessions as well as all types of media. My work has been published in Chewy.com, Brides Magazine, Good Housekeeping, Cosmopolitan, Elle, Bustle, and more. And I'm a regular guest on Today in Nashville. I've had my own radio shows and I was the weekly on-air astrologer for WSCA-FM. And I love to teach astrology and psychic development. And I'm Amanda Pierce, a soul-centered astrologer, astrological consultant, and empowerment-based meditation teacher. I have a BA in psychology, I'm a wellness enthusiast with a passion for healthy eating, and I enjoy creating new realities and shifting old paradigms. And like the Sufi poet Rumi says, you are the entire ocean in a drop. Oh, the great Rumi, the Rumi, yes, the Sufi. Well, the actual title of our great story was Rescripting the stories or rescript the stories. I looked that word up, rescript. It comes way back. It's actually a legality term back in centuries ago. But truly we are. And also both Saturn and Uranus are the Titan planets in mythology. That was before Olympus, before Jupiter came and did his father in. Because, you know, if you look at the planets going out, it's Uranus then comes Saturn, and then it comes Jupiter. But there is a systematic uh, stopping of each one of their territories because they created first the heavens and the world and everything with Earth, that was Uranus. Then time came in. Saturn said, eh, okay, we're going to have life. We're going to have people. People are going to die. You know, it's not going to just be going on forever and come back again. But it was all organized. You know, Saturn's very, got its rings. It's never out of orbit. It's, it's, Never out of bounds, actually. It's never out of bounds planet, which is amazing. Um, and life is very systematic. In fact, it was a Saturnian mythology that everything had order and it was just great until, hey, Jupiter came along and said, eh, eh, not going to happen because wasn't allowing all the birth of the new things. And that's really what Jupiter, when I read about Jupiter, that the advantage here, because Jupiter is a little messy, that, that god is around uh, in mythology, quite a, a melodrama going around with all the different nymphs and mortals, but, you know, which you could say is a download of that great celestial energy into creativity because it's really where we have free will. We can choose, are we going to go yay or nay to our highest good? And ultimately, that's the gift of life. Um, as they call it, the highest good and all that, which is sometimes easier in theory than practice. But then that's what we're learning here through cosmic collaboration in a sense. It's like, what are these energies? And, you know, we are talking about the solar eclipse first, and we're going to combine them. The solar eclipse was June 10th in Gemini, almost 20 degrees, Mercury, of course, rules that and is retrograde right now. And the Saturn square Uranus is tomorrow, as I had said, June 14th. And it's at 13 degrees Gemini, also ruled by Mercury. 
which is retrograde. And it's a second square. So we know that there's pairings, planetary pairings that are really potent. And one of them is going to be Neptune, the, the energy of the cosmos, conjunct an asteroid palace, who is a warrior, a female warrior of strategy and wisdom. And in Pisces, it's, it's going to be a different kind of strategy. That's what we'll talk about. And also Uranus, which is in that square, happens to be conjunct Ceres, which is also an asteroid. It's a female asteroid. And you don't need to know all this except to realize that these energies are being in a deep conversation with another energy. So it's it's changing the projectatory in a sense. It's involving another source of, of interest, deep interest, actually, because they're right next to each other. It's like, hello. I don't know if I want to say hello. But anyway, that's what they're doing. So Aranis conjunct Ceres. Ceres is that archetypal, her, she was the mother of, she lost her daughter, but really it's a reflection that we lose spring and we come back with new birth. And in a sense, that's our spirit too. We People die, they come back. But in this case, it's really this, this also this development of the female from birth of the maiden to the mother or, or, or work, you know, individual Asian to the crone, the older. So there's a long story of that. It's always so complex when you get into these old mythologies. But the fact is that Uranus, which is this outer planet that's transpersonal that not everybody knows how to identify with, but does bring change because it wants our, our authentic self. By that saying, say, no, you're not fooling around. You're getting to the real deal. And it is, okay, it's with Ceres. And, of course, we have the sun, moon with Mercury. So let's go back to the panel. <laughs> I hope I haven't taken too much time <laughs> or introduced. I know that, Amanda, we'll start off. You had spoken a little earlier about this conjunction with Ceres, and it can jumpstart us with Neptune. The, so the Uranus conjunction with Ceres, right? Oh, is that what you okay. mean? No, no, no. It was Neptune conjunct Pallas. The, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah. The warrior. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You, isolate, but just to jump start us. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. One of the really interesting things about this eclipse is that Neptune is squaring the sun-moon conjunction and also squaring Mercury retrograde. And so that can create a lot of confusion and not not a lot of clarity on, on where you're going or what's going on in your world at the moment. Um, and but there's a lot of potential there to, uh, to really go within and kind of to just let go and, and allow the universe to kind of guide you. And so getting back to the Neptune conjunct palace, palace is that, like Sue said, it's that strategy and it's mental creativity and it's the feminine creative mind. And so it just really flavors this Neptune transit that we've got going on. And because there's, because palace is strategy, strategy kind of takes a big picture outlook. In, in order to strategize, you have to step back and look at the big picture. So there's a little bit of an Aquarian edge with that. So it's just going to flavor that ability to kind of 
get your bearings and and find a way to to flow with the universe and move forward and if you don't have the the vision right now to trust that it's going to come and it's all going to flow into place eventually because this is a this is an eclipse and a lot of people think that eclipses um last for about six months not a consensus some people think they last longer uh so this is an energetic that is where we have the ability to shift things so that's part well, we of do. what's going on with the eclipse yeah I, I we do can everybody see this uh chart that i pulled up oh it's the yep. usa chart oh rats that's not what i wanted to pull up okay can you see this one that's a solar eclipse yep Okay. Yeah, that was it. I meant to bring that up while you were talking just a little bit for those people to show. And it is located over here on the East Coast. And um, and so the houses can be relative to where you are in a way this represents the country, but still it's just the energy. And so we're talking about this up at the 10th house with Neptune and Pallas at the moment. But you know, speaking of energetic in the whole scheme of things, I think also there's this and maybe, but because we're Mercury, it's communication. It's this whole thing of the nonlinear, nonlinear with tapping, breaking free of our grief, you know, looking at that past year, going forward. I'm going to unshare. I want to see everybody. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, there. Okay. So, yeah, Susie. I know you have some thoughts on this too about breaking free of grief. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sitting here and I'm trying to figure. Okay, as as usual, kind of everything I had thought of was already said. So, but what I wanted to touch on is like, is this understanding? Because you know, I mean, I automatically like just you know live in the creative mindset and how and and how our. Um, how that can manifest in times like this whenever Neptune's activated. And so one of the things um, that was standing out for me about this combination, about this, this square um, is the word wisdom kept jumping out for me. You're using our inner wisdom to know what the next step is to be but also you know this was it's an interesting myth and i don't know i've only read a little bit about it but um to from what i understand there it's like it's a time to um sit back and look for the opportunity to make your next move without becoming too passive or too literally too passive aggressive um, verbally, you know, kind of manipulating and, and, and that sort of thing. We need to watch out for those sort of things. Um, but, but just kind of stepping back and looking for where that next move can be in your life. Um, if it's, if it's not super clear because it's probably not very clear right now. Um, and so, and it's kind of like tapping into a higher source to figure it out rather than just like, oh, this is happening. So I have to do this or this, this, you know, this needs to happen now, whether or not it works. It's, it's really just waiting and getting a sense of like, okay, if something isn't happening in my life in this moment, it's not supposed to be. What can I do to position myself to understand what the next move is going to be? You know, I love that. Yeah, I I think the two of you have worked 
beautifully to augment this whole energy. And it because it, it expresses exactly, it's wisdom. That's a key word I remember. And also this objectivity, which goes along with the whole square too. It's, it's really a supportive thing that that's what we're being asked to do. Um, and, and, and you so know, I have, uh-huh, I have ahead. a, um, I have a chart example of a palace Neptune conjunction. If, if we want to look at that at all, um, I'm not sure. Um, well, so I was, I was looking at, um, are either of you familiar with Joanna Gaines? No. Of Fixer Upper. It's oh, a oh, she's oh, one of the stars oh, yeah. of Fixer Upper, that's right, and, that's right. she's got and now there's like or something. <laughs> it's like this massive mm-hmm. empire yes. that it's it includes a TV network and restaurants and bed and back breakfasts and all of this stuff. She has Neptune conjunct uh, Palace in her chart in Sagittarius, and so mm-hmm. if you oh, ever wow. watched the show, you can see her she talks about like well i just have this gut feeling like this is where we need to go and um it's just really cool to watch and she i was watching a um kind of their their overall story of like where they started from they were she and her husband were not doing well financially and she had this notebook full of businesses that she hypothetically wanted to start one day Mm. it's very like strategy and and also like visioning her future and she said i just dreamed about them and so this is i've done that myself and and her husband encouraged her to just try to do just one of them and this is and this is where it all snowballed when when she trusted herself and he trusted her and they just worked together and it's just really been amazing. In good direction too. You know, you think about it, it's not just all about yourself. And with Gemini right now, I, thank you, Amanda, that was really, really intriguing. Um, because Sag is very instinctual, just like a, Aquarius. You know, we have the South Node is in where we're coming from is very instinct. Uh, I don't know if I call it instinctual. I suppose so, but it is a fire energy. It has a lot of instinct. And so that's... And it's got a lot of um, that, that really has a lot of the same flavor as that Pisces too. Like just trusting, yeah. trusting your intuition, like Sag and Pisces are both and the signs. And the signs. It's in other words, it is, it's, it's trusting your intuition to notice what is current happening at the moment you know it's like someone having to found that book having the husband coming up with his idea hey here's a little direction you know let's choose one and she wanting to collaborate with him you know the whole picture of it i really like that because we are reframing new autobiographies go ahead susan yeah no i was gonna say i i don't know anything about her other than i've seen ads for her cooking Mm -hmm. show and i've heard of her i've heard her name before and now she's got a cooking show it's when, just like it's all over yeah. the place. <laughs> so, but the but the interesting thing about her is I was watching I was watching the ads because they they come on all the time because we watch HDTV a lot, um, and um, and I I kept thinking she doesn't have much charisma, but there's something 
like there's a grounded energy about her. It's almost boring, but not quite. You know she's intentional with what she's doing. And would you say that's kind of her, her personality? It's kind yeah. of grounded and intentional. It's not kind of scattered all over the place. She's not this over-the-top, you know, character Definitely. of herself. Calculated. Yeah. A bit calculated. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I've seen her on the show, the big show, and it's intriguing and all that. Must say I don't like all of her ideas about how she's going to do a house. Nah. Not for me, all she, those stripes she in the has bathroom. Her own vision. Like, it. Yeah, I, not she's mine. got her vision, and she and she actually has said that sometimes she knows that she can come across robotic. That's how well, yeah, that was the yeah, word. And it is, it is. So that is yeah. really yeah. her personality. Okay. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. So let's let's get back. That's a beautiful example because we are reframing an autobiography. And I think with that, you do we were talking about rebirth. You know, we leave that cocoon or our skin, and it's somewhat of the snake um, um, energy that we were bringing up. Susie, you were bringing up that seems so evident. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and with Mercury, going back to Mercury, reminding people that the caduceus that he was given by, I think, was it Apollo? I'm not sure in the mythology, but he was given this along because it was exchanges with the sun, you know, and, and, and because they were brothers and there was, uh, you know, and it's Mercury is so close to the sun that we can't see it. Most of the time it has to be at least 15 degrees out uh, away from the sun in order to see it at night or the morning, um, when it, when it's visible. So it's actually, I was just reading, um, um, Rose Marcus was giving a Norwak talk and it's about 20 to 24 years of our life that we, oh boy, I'm trying to remember if we can or can't see Mercury. Oh dear, it's a shaggy dog story because it is, um, so, you know, it, it's half the time it's not with, and then anyway, so what I'm getting at is, is that the caduceus has these two snakes, which represent rebirth. It's also the nodes of past and future, but it's male and female with these, masculine and feminine, yin and yang, assertive and receptive, kind of like your story there between that lady Amanda, you know, where you could say embodying, but we're really branching outside because all of us hold this energies, you know, to be creative. But the two snakes are facing each other in the caduceus. So getting back to Mercury of the snake energy, regardless of the rebirth, I'm just kind of um, if that connects with one of you, Susie, if you want to. I'm, I'm still traumatized by the snake. The snake. <laughs> oh, is oh really that's right. right now. Yeah. You had have, a real experience yeah. with that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, so, <laughs> just for the audience, it's like we had a snake in our house. Oh, my gosh. Um, anyways, no more snake a in our house. Three foot one. <sighs> yeah, it was, it was not good. Um, but, you know, the interesting thing is there had been. And there still continues to be. Is I find this really interesting. And I was around a whole group of um, pagans this this weekend um, for for uh, a, an event called the Pagan Unity Festival. I did uh, two mediumship group readings there, and it was really fun. And I was kind of asking around, and uh, if people were kind of if they were getting kind of that the messages from from snake energy lately, you know, what they 
they would call snake medicine, I guess. Um, and uh, and it was really hit or miss. I was surprised because when I posted the thing about having the snake in my house, um, somebody from one of the local stores had weighed in and said that they were having a lot of people come into the store asking, it was a local metaphysical store, asking about you know, what does it mean when I dream about snakes? What is this snake? You know, I keep seeing snakes. I keep hearing about snakes. And it's like, and it's not just because we live in the South and it's the summer. I've been here 23 years. I have never heard so much about snakes and I've never had one in my house. Okay. Yeah. So this is odd. And, and he was saying that it seems there's some kind of energy of that coming up. And, um, and so, you know, as I was asking people this weekend, some people were like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I don't understand what's going on with that. And um, but, uh, but I couldn't get like a consensus. I expected everybody to be like, oh, yeah, this snake thing. But, you know, the, the snake energy, of course, is about shedding our skin and releasing the old so that we can continue on in new form. It's not it's not about yes. dying. It's about continuing on releasing. with like a clean slate, you know, yeah, releasing. And, um, mm-hmm. It feels very, no, sorry, go ahead, Susie. Go ahead. No, it's done. Well, I, I just like what you're saying, how it just feels like it um, fits in with the eclipse so well. Like, you know, this is a period where we can uh, shift out of old patterns. And like, if we're on a hamster wheel, the hamster wheel stops and we can get off of it. Um, and it also feels like it applies to the Saturn Uranus square as well. Like there's like a breaking free that we're trying to do and trying to, to shed some of that old skin that's been holding us back and not allowing us to kind of move into a greater inner authority with ourselves. That's what, you the, know, that's what I'm feeling yes, like. And with the before we break there. away, I want to add a little bit to tie in some of this energy because we brought up about Pallas, the warrior, the wisdom keeper, really, that came and that. And, you know, some of the traits are, of course, in Pisces is compassion. But part of like, what is this new story, this autobiography that really is being messaged, which drawing from both of what you've said and also to add to remember that we are healers, all people, and light workers, using the dualities in a unified, you know, the, the, these two forms of the caduceus, and that we're creative poets, you know, our language can be, in other words, to bridge inside, as we had said before, this inner light with using the internal to, to, to recognize, to, to withdraw from just listening totally to the conditioned external because there we are this light worker and with using our own psychic ability that's natural to each one of us for the highest good okay and that means in in service to ourselves and others and a creative element okay this is cosmic collaboration june 13th and we're with Susie Kerr Wright of Nashville, Tennessee, and Amanda Pierce of Seattle, Washington. And we will be returning as we continue re-scripting the stories with these wonderful, the eclipse and the square. See you.
we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the period of Gemini. By leaving a cycle based on physical form, integrated through spirit, the energy of Gemini connects spirit with matter, focused on communicating and defining the external. Gemini is a mutable air sign signifying flexibility. Gemini duly focuses upon teaching and learning in order to synthesize the world one lives within. Whether we know it or not, each of us are on a quest to discover our true self. And the road we travel to accomplish this goal is unique for each of us. This is Marie O'Neill's hero's journey of walking her path and overcoming hardship and heartache in her book, And the Lotus Opened. As a memoir of enduring an absent mother and a harsh pseudo family and surviving ongoing abuse and trauma, Marie learns to trust in the divine and in her inner self and release herself from the emotional chains that bound her. She discovers her personal power and who she is, and she learns what being free really means. Now available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com in either hardcover, paperback, or ebook, you can order Marie O'Neill's book and The Lotus Opened and let Marie be your guide as she leads you on your path to authentic freedom using metaphysics, astrology, Buddhism, and healing practices. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha, and enjoy the show. Welcome. This is Bear River, Usui Reiki Master and the Astrologer of Psyche and Soul Astrology. You're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Alternative Talk, 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. Hello again. This is Sue Rose Minahan, Talk Cosmos Collaboration Panel. Cosmic collaboration panel. Thank you. Yes. And remember, too, that if you're interested in contacting any of us, go to Talk Cosmos. You can find Susie there and her contact or Amanda or mine and subscribe. We'd love to have all your comments, too. And you can also contact us if you want to do so even now during the show. Okay, so we are talking about the energies at hand and we've we know that we're still experiencing this eclipse, the Gemini. And Gemini and Mercury is really the the master of ceremonies here, you might say, in its ability to shift things, communicate, and bring attention to us trying to bring the duality into, into focus with, as we were mentioning about the caduceus of the receptive and the assertive energies that we see, the duality of light and dark, the whole, the whole process of existence. So we're really 
what we're feeling very intensely, I think, among the three of us, and I imagine the world, is this second square that's exacting at 13 degrees uh, Gemini in um, with, between Saturn and Uranus, the uh, titans that we mentioned, and that where we're really trying to break bonds for this new life and create, what does that mean on a whole new scale? As we had said, it's bringing in that interior part of us that can co-collaborate with the world and re-script the stories, make our new panel. I mean, I'm talking poetically, but we're talking Pisces too here. Jupiter's in Pisces, Neptune's in Pisces. Uh, what did we just talk about? Um, Pallas is in Pisces. Well, there's other energies here, but the point is that we can begin to accept the fact that analogies and poetry can be part of our birthright. So with that said, um, hello, Susie and Amanda. Yeah, we'll- Hello, Sue. Yeah. You know, we do know that this North Node is conjunct the USA Uranus. Shall I bring that up and, and wherever it takes the conversation? Because we hadn't talked about um, Ceres conjunct Uranus with this grief that we're trying to reclaim unless somebody had an idea that they wanted to bring forward. Well, I do want to say that, so you mentioned that we, this is the second square for the, the Saturn Uranus conjunction. And I know the three of us were talking ahead of time, like we're feeling it. And to <laughs> me, it feels like, it just feels really edgy. It's really edgy energy. And this, there's something special about this second square in that it's, it's happening, you know, right on the heels of an eclipse. Mm -hmm. And it's also happening with that series conjunct Uranus. And we talked last month about the series, um, series being in co-presence with Uranus. And series moved into Taurus in, uh, on May 8th. And so it's been we've been kind of feeling that and it's been perfecting and it's i think it was the 11th june 11th that it actually perfected so a day after the eclipse and um there's just a series can have a lot of attachment issues so areas where we get to attach to things or areas where we have have deep loss and grief surrounding that so all of that is, we're trying to, to break free from that. Or the it's universe, happening tomorrow on the 14th. Tomorrow, thank you. Yeah, okay. thank you. Otherwise, perfect. Yeah, and and so we're the universe is providing us opportunity to break free from those that attachment and to reclaim ourselves that that part of us that's been lost. So that's the series series conjunct uh uranus part but then you add in saturn as well and series is now flavoring the the uranus energy so in addition to with saturn conjunct uranus in addition to breaking free from um from things that are holding us back from our our inner authority or 
conditioning or thought patterns that are holding us back because limitations Aquarius relates to to our thinking and it's a fixed sign so it can be it can get a bit stuck our thinking can it's so Uranus is is looking to break us free from that whatever's holding us back so we can shed that skin that snake skin and uh and now there's a flavor of series with that as well so any there's just like a, a anything that that has been holding us back where we have it's there's deep loss around it so anything that is and every that relates to everything when you consider i mean i want to stop here and just because i yeah. thank you but really the reality is we can say all our intentions but somewhere along the line it comes back to us that we are re-scripting a new autobiography collectively and individually because we're not isolated we have to work with the rest of society and somebody in that society is also experiencing either a great physical loss a job loss a divorce so many things separated from this breakdown of the rhythmic continuate the maintenance level of what life was it wasn't necessarily always good it was just familiar and it was ready right Uranus is in Taurus it's a comfort zone and it it and so really we have to I am astounded sometimes by the depth of how one feels how I feel about certain things I mean because I can get very cerebral and 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 connected to a lot of things but the reality and then course you look at the television and you realize that my story there are stories out there that are very difficult so um yes i i think but there is great always with change we are looking forward to what the opportunity is so i'm i'm just realizing that it's it there is truth to like loss some of these words are deep and troubling for people and not always a simple thing but it there is in this shift a chance to you know like air breathe i was just just breathe let the oxygen in and 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 let spirit yes Susie. i always interrupt i'm so sorry no no don't i I need that energy the you know here's the thing so okay so if you just think about saturn and aquarius right like think about a saturn and aquarius person okay what are they like they are someone who has who has a difficult time owning their own uniqueness their Mm. own sense of difference right they want to fit in but they don't you know they they want to they they want to be part of but they want to be by themselves it's it's a conflict right so you've got within one piece of this puzzle you've got such a conundrum going on here you know and so as we talk about you know and 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 so you know one of the things that saturn in aquarius is is if nothing else is very loyal okay loyalty is a huge thing um and they can they can understand and teach comp you know complex concepts and 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 that sort of thing if we're just talking about saturn in aquarius in general right so um so what what we're being asked to do here it's not just shed and move shed and move it's more like shed and sit with holy crap now i have the option of being who i want to be or who i've always thought i was or that unique person but that scares me 
That's right. Isn't it true? Yes. So it's kind of like about integrating, really. Yes. Yes. Good word. Yeah. Integrating. And Gemini, there you go. It's looking at that duality because not only self, but another one. I think it's also breaking away from realizing that with opinions that we, that everybody has, that that you can hold yours and the other one can, um, pluralism, right? We can have plural, plural. Yeah, My yeah. Opinion, your it's opinion. not if or it's, it's yes if and exactly and, and so the series piece is about right part of it from what i understand because you guys are teaching me a lot about series i'm not really super familiar but <laughs> is, is knowing what you need you want you can oh. understand what other people need but what do you need so what do you need to understand and integrate this new person that you've become without the fear, the doubt, the hesitancy, you know, and that's so perfect. Yes. Isn't it? (laughs) Yes. And what do you need to nurture yourself? Because series is about like that nurturing within it's the higher octave of the moon. Reclaiming it. We don't, we we aren't really snakes. We don't just shed and keep moving and go find food. (laughs) Well, some of us do. I I do, you know, not for food. I'll do. I know it's it's, it's part of our biology. No, no, I I hear it. I'm in a constant dialogue with uh, forgiveness and all kinds of levels. (laughs) Yeah, but part of Pisces. So. But, you know, because we're humans and we're having this human experience and, and, and it's like, you know, with, with all this series energy, what's what's the easy go to? Well, let me go fix somebody else. Let me go find. Oh, yeah, exactly. The external, the external, yes. not realizing it's a replica of our world, of how we are. Exactly. Yeah, it's always yeah. a challenge and, and, and a challenge no matter what level of thinking or feeling you might be at. It can be more refined. You know, it's oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. So tapping into that wisdom, right? We're talking about all of this stuff coming together. Like we can intellectually know these things, but when we start really just sitting back and like getting, you know, it reminds me of like in the tarot, the hanged man, you know, it's getting a whole different um, perception and there's sacrifice mm. that needs to be made. Maybe the sacrifice is like that you actually have to lean on somebody else or find a mentor or find somebody to help you move, you know, therapist or whatever to help you move to the next phase of your life, um, whatever it is. But uh but it's it's knowing intuitively when to um, when to feel and it lean. You know, I've been using the word a lot with clients lately: is lean in, lean into these mm. things because it, this isn't. You know, that's good, if I might say, because yeah. I was just noticing, remembering that we're talking about another Earth energy here, the fixed signs. But Taurus is sen- the senses; it's the second sign. the The spark of life has then become into form. So it's senses, and so we using our body, and it represents the Earth too, being friend. You know, all these different ramifications, but so true. We need, because I was just realizing that, you know, food is part of this whole process. I mean, it's not just, it's really a very important process. It's also, if we get away from our personal, when I'm thinking about it, globally, Mother Earth, we know that climate and how we're relating to our daily life and how we're just interacting to fix the world in, well there goes that fix business but contribute towards healing being that healer with the world is is part of this strong energy really you know yeah and with uranus in taurus like 
I've how I've been seeing it since Uranus moved into Taurus is one of the aspects is around um, trauma locked within the body, like the body memory mm. of trauma, and and finding ways to kind of break free from that, whether that's doing somatic breath work or something to help move it through the body. And I think that that's, um, that's something that I have been noticing with this Saturn Uranus square is um, body issues or body sensory issues coming up with the with the square. And so feeling like just feeling things in the body that are coming up to be released. And with yeah, series there too, it's like, what was that? No, as I say, it seems to be manifesting outward too. I mean, it's like, yeah. I'm like, so I, I actually saw an article where they were talking about like Prince Harry doing EFT on himself. You oh, know? good. And, it's like, and explain wow. what that is to people because I do EFT too. It has to do with the tapping, right? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, it was just something I noticed because we were talking about like the physical body and the, and the emotional reactions. And it's like, and I keep hearing, and, and just yes. in my world, I keep hearing more about EFT and, you know, it's emotional freedom technique, I think it's called, where yeah. you yeah. tap to release the, the cellular memory of, of and you're, trauma. And you're tapping your meridian lines. So it's like the same idea of acupuncture, or acupressure, but you're tapping them so that you can break the pattern uh, the emotional patterns that are running through your, your meridians and the meridians are so that's such an Aquarius energy. It's very Uranian. So it just, it really fits in with that. I love it. Yeah. 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 This stuff manifests outside all the time. I mean, I know, you know, watching the news today is a sensitive topic, but, but just, you know, things that just come into your consciousness through, you know, your social media or whatever, like you, you'll see repeated patterns of things that play out that are astrologically, you can connect them directly to the, to, to the astrology of what's going on, you know, and well, just like, it's I, surprising I say, how literal it can be. Well, yeah, I, yeah. can you see this, um, what I'm sharing right here? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you can just see it, the one, nothing behind it, just the one chart. Mm -hmm. It's the, it's a bi-wheel with the U.S. Yes. Yep. Okay. Very good. Okay. And I will say as a comment, I hope it's okay to say, but our wonderful um, soundboard engineer that has been with us all, most of the whole entire time of Talk Cosmos, it has helped construct a lot of the, some of the, the, the wonderful um, music and, and ways that we do this show. I was asking him, what's he doing? And he's going to go see a Mariners game, which is in Seattle, Washington. And I was saying, who are they playing? Well, the Twins. Well, instantly I thought, well, the Twins of Gemini, knowing it's not as Minnesota, I think, as the Twins, the Twin Cities, right? But still, you're talking, I was thinking how, of course, I see everything through the lens of astrology. But still, like you're saying, on television, there are again and again the themes, these archetypal themes that come into our lives that is a reflection of this energy on all all kinds of levels mm -hmm. it is amazing but on a deeper ways too you know however you want to look at it oh so i, I was and if you we can see this chart okay it's a usa chart and it's the second square everybody sees that yes okay thanks i just want and of course we know the podcast folk can but um, I'm drawing it in because it, it seemed like in the conversation when you were saying that we're seeing things, I wanted to show how it's relating to our natal chart here above the horizon in the seventh house of the other person. 
the natal Mars of action, which we all have, is in the sign of Gemini, the twins, at 21 degrees. And the the eclipse itself was exactly on this. It was 20 degrees. And now with this Saturn square, it's at um, 18. It's still close. And, and interestingly, so I wanted to bring out that factor that we are being communicated at large. These energies are really for this entire nation, a, a, an effective influence. I'm going to swap it because this will show that um, how the chart itself of the moment, which is the square that is the second one, is affecting where in the planetary parts of, of our nation. And we might say that this Neptunian, our natal Neptune, which is also in an opposition, meaning I think someone was saying, I think it was Susie, you were saying that we're re which goes along with our theme today, we're rewriting the American dream. We're, we're in, not really to get rid of what was the best of it, to, but I think to right. bring out the best of it, to make it appropriate for exactly. everybody. See, that's the thing with the Saturn square. You know, I, I, I see a lot of posts, uh, uh, you know, blogs and things about like, we got to throw it all away and get rid. No, Saturn, Saturn says there's validity. It's like, it's like, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Sorry for the yeah. really yes. metaphor, but that's the only one that comes to yep. mind. It's you know, true. there is structure that exists for a reason and it is important and it's fun, foundational and it is, it's fundamental, but building on that and and so that's that's the key and in your own life you know you don't necessarily have to you know again I, I always go to career stuff I don't know why I just do but you know sure. you don't have to quit your job maybe you just need to move to a different department you know maybe you excellent just don't excellent that promotion, you know no, that's very relative because people these days the yeah there's a yeah. lot of um as we're opening up back with people having the shots and, and that businesses are bringing people back. And so there is a lot of, this is very pertinent, very appropriate. How are people going to relate to their jobs? And I'm noticing here on this chart, which I hadn't realized before, but Saturn, which you're bringing up, which is, you know, the, 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 the authority, the mastery, the, the, the structure and also the fears that we've been talking about in its relationship to its square to Uranus up here. So it's a fifth house for the the moment of this um, on the East Coast. And well, maybe it's from here in Kahlua. Well, anyway, the point is that it's square to is. But the point is, it's opposite the moon and it's in a T-square, meaning yeah, we are looking at how are we going to manifest ourselves, and how are we going to be authentic to, to break away with our values and our thoughts. And this is really the energy happening. And we could say that Mars in that has now gone into Leo. So now we're away from the emotional structure. We're thinking of how are we manifesting that for ourselves in Leo to be our fullest self is very close to the conjunction in the north node of the united states so it's very pertinent i love the moon there with the opposing the saturn and square uranus i mean it makes it very this is very a very personal thing personal yeah yeah, yeah and I in mean, fact this is like how do how do we what's going to be the most emotionally um 
soothing to me and also creative, you know, like how do I step into that in my own creativity? Oh, I love it. Yes, because there is innovation. And I will say, go ahead, Susie, but I wanted to bring up that there's a dual signature here with with so many of these energies. And one of them is Uranus because the Uranus in the USA chart is conjunct the North Node of uh, uh, that we're in Gemini uh, in Gemini right now. So, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, too, with the series connection, I mean, that's about it's a it's a again, um, there's a there's a big push for people to grow their own food now and to, mm. you know, and take care, taking care of yourself, learning how to be more self-sufficient um, in like really like I mean, to overuse the word, but in creative ways like we would just never think of, you know, I think a lot of people that never would have thought they could provide for themselves like that um, are really stepping into that and figuring figuring that out that, oh, yeah, I don't have to depend, you know. I can't grow my own food. I mean, it's, and, you know, I can't yeah. take care of myself, you and know? And this eclipse might be um, catapulting that forward for a lot of people, especially with the palace conjunct Neptune, like that creative uh, mentality and big picture strategy and kind of just allowing the, the, allowing the wisdom to like come through you, like uh, just allowing it. And, and it's like, still conjunct. Not, oh, go ahead. Yeah, not like saying, not restricting yourself from it, just allowing it to really flow into you. Yeah, and the flow is a good word. It goes back because we are leaving some of the structures that we have been very familiar with. You know, back in December on the 21st, the great conjunction that happens every 20 years between Jupiter of our philosophies and vision that met up with Saturn of our root of structures went into air signs away from Earth for 200 years. They call the Grand Conjunction, meaning this is a whole, this these squares, I keep going back to it to remind ourselves, is very useful to kind of incrementally reboot a new method. But, but all this flow business is like, it's new uh, um a new system yeah yeah we got to have squares they're remember, like they help us move forward and we Go can't ahead. rewrite our past but we can certainly write a new future so based yes. on the past and we can step off that hamster wheel oh my gosh <laughs> something this better oh been such fun i hear the music <laughs> meaning that we have about a minute left and i'll just bring up that um, next week on the 20th is going to be the solstice and the moonbeam team will be back and so do subscribe folks and thank you so much and thank you to the cosmic collaboration panel yes Susie Kara Wright and Amanda Pierce and myself Lovely Sue Rose Minahan yeah. yeah it is so super you can Appreciate say something you guys. Susie yeah. <laughs> see you next okay. time yeah. All right. take care bye Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.